I don't always have to be working on something or improving something about myself. It's okay just to be who I am. Because I feel like a lot of the times I'm worried about how I'm perceived by people. And because of that, that's how you become a people pleaser. And then you, you forget who you are. You lose connection to who you are, what you can do, what you know. You question everything you're doing. And that was really taking me out. I was like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. Uh, so I've been trying like right now my thing that I'm focusing on is going slower so I know I want to improve how I talk to myself so that's literally the only thing I'm working on and I'm like for the next month that's it hello and welcome to the fostered I am your host Angel Foster and today we have a very special guest Tatiana Berry Tatiana is one of those people that you start following online and you instantly become in love with them and you just try to figure out how you can become best friends and eventually vacation together that is my plan with Tatiana she is so amazing and I am so in love with this conversation this is one I'm definitely going to be playing over and over especially the part at the end you'll just have to stay tuned stay tuned for it she drops so many gems in this episode and i won't keep you guys from it any longer please enjoy tatiana welcome to the foster how are you doing today i'm doing good thanks for having me i'm really excited to talk to you yes no i'm so happy that you like made the time i know it can be like weird reaching out and like <laughs> asking someone to do something and so the fact that you were like so quick to say yes I was just really appreciative to well you I'm very much a fan of your content so I was really excited <laughs> um when you asked I was like this is so cool so yeah no I literally feel the same way the way that you capture like the brand partnerships that you do and just like document yourself daily I am just so impressed with and definitely wanted to t- want to talk like all things content okay. with you um but I also know that you're well I just love could you give people like a little bit of background on you and like just share your sure. story sure um so I guess as far as content creation goes I started that during the pandemic um I was working from home and I was very bored because I was like in an admin role. So, you know, that's not very creative. And I was like, I want to do something. And I followed a bunch of content creators. And I was like, I can do that. So I started with skincare. Um, But during that time, I found out that I really liked it. I was like, maybe I can do this as a job. So I actually quit my job and like for three months I did freelance content creation uh, content design social media um, management and then I started working for a fashion startup a plus-size fashion startup as their social media specialist and I realized that I didn't like it as much as a job (laughs) Um, Mm. but that job only lasted for six months because they let everybody in the United States go because uh, it was an international company. Wow. And I just went back to my job that I had before in a different role. But um, throughout all of that, um, I've always done content creation, um, skincare and wellness specifically. But now I'm starting to want to do just more lifestyle in general. Um, the skincare is fun, but I feel like I found my grooves and like adding all these new products to try and share on my page. It kind of irritates my skin, kind of gets overwhelming having all those products. So I'm like, I think I want to, you know, transition a little bit, try something different. And I think about that so often when I see content creators like 
posting themselves like try a bunch of like a bunch of new products like having to work with them and I'm like it takes you so long to get consistent like with well me personally like with whatever I'm using to even see results from it so like I can't even <laughs> think about like having to introduce something new into my skincare regime but I mean it's part of the job like I found out about a new company from you today um a bubble bubble yeah I was like I've never even heard of this brand but the packaging was really cute and I liked how you did your <laughs> content for them. um I wasn't really a fan of that content that I did today. <laughs> oh. um, I saw you say that and I was like, what is she talking I about? I think like, it's because good. I'm trying to get away from like content that feels like an ad and that felt like an ad to me. Because um, okay. I'm just drawing a blank of how I could like, you know, make it a little less sponsory. <laughs> and I was just, I was like, I don't know. I guess I think this is good enough. Um, but yeah, that's why I said that. Like an ad is an ad. Like no matter yeah. how much you try to dress it up, like sometimes an ad is just an ad, which is sad. But I feel like as long as you're like having enough of like the, the other kind of content, then like it's okay. Like to yeah, balance I agree. It out. Like I actually took like a short break on with content creation um, back in August and September because I felt like the content I was putting out was all ads. And I was like, this is not why I started this page at all. And it doesn't feel authentic or genuine. So I was like, let me take a step back. Um, And I did miss out on some paid collabs, but I was like, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me. So I had to like step back, reevaluate. And now I'm like, I like content creation for content creation I don't want to just do it to make money that's nice but I think I got in the mindset of like I got to get as many um paid brand deals as I can because I need money and you know but then I forgot why it was actually making content in the first place so that was something I wanted to ask you about yeah well first can we back up a little bit so you talked about quitting your job to pursue content creation full-time what like to even come to that decision what was that process or experience like because like I feel like so many people want to do that and like bet on themselves whether it's with content creation or just starting a business or anything but a lot of people really have that fear holding them back and so I would just love to know like how you tapped into that courage um so I was very scared (laughs) like I uh so the job I was in it was just not it wasn't a good work environment um there really was no like balance. Our leadership team was a hot mess. So it just wasn't there. I wasn't logging on and like looking forward to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm quitting because I was like super sad all the time. It was really hard to find something to look forward to. I think especially because of the pandemic as well. Um, yeah. And like just being in the house all the time. I think it just took a toll on me. And I was like, I think, so my intention wasn't to become a freelance content creator. I was just like, Mm -hmm. I'm quitting and I'll find a job later. Like the job will come. But then it took a little bit uh, longer than I expected because I had a job that was lined up. Like my friend worked for this company and she was like, they should be calling you today to let you know that you got the position. But they called me to let me know they were no longer hiring for that position. So when that happened, I was like, well, I need to make some kind of money. And I had already had like a few people reaching out about content design specifically, like social media templates, um, editing reels, things like that. So I was like, maybe I can tap more into that and make 
some money here. And that's what I did. I had a few long-term clients. So one was like a wellness brand. She did CMOS gel. Another one was a um, like wellness holistic beauty brand that's actually local in Virginia. So that was fun because I got to do like in-person events with her. Um, but I had those two consistent clients on top of some of the like paid content I did. So that helped. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a bunch of money, but it helped in like in the, the meantime. Um, and then I got that social media specialist job. And when I applied to that job, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it because I don't have like um, experience like working in like a professional setting. Um, but all I did was I took uh, I went on Canva and made like a portfolio of the content I created for myself for the two wellness brands and my friend's podcast. Um, mm -hmm. And that was enough to get me the job. So I was like, sometimes you just got to try. You can't like count yeah. yourself out before you give people a chance to say whether or not you're qualified. Because I'm no, literally some. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm really good at being like, oh, I'm not qualified instead of just trying. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, especially women, especially black women, like that is our whole MO. But something I've been really holding on to this year is like, let them tell you no, like don't tell yourself no. And I think I saw a statistic, I'm sure you've probably seen it too, where like white men apply for jobs that they're not qualified for. Yes. And so like when I was job hunting again, I just started applying for things I wasn't even qualified for. But it, it is really scary and it is really like, hard to put yourself out there but I think the more you do it it's like more like putting those reps in like like if you were in the gym or something like mm -hmm. that like it just it's just building that practice of putting yourself out there and like building that courage that's so Definitely. inspirational what, what's yeah. your astrology sign I'm an Aries an Aries okay yeah. I was like I was getting some big like money energy like big like I'm like going after energy so oh, I was like, curious about like what <laughs> what your astrology was do you know your other signs yeah, uh, Scorpio Moon Virgo Rising. Oh, okay, Virgo Rising. I have a Virgo person too. <laughs> yeah, it's stressful. It is stressful, but that's why your content looks so good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I am curious about like how you get brand partnerships. So when I first started my page, I I want to say I got my first paid partnership when I had like I had less than two thousand followers, and I don't think above fifteen hundred. Really. Um, and that was kind of like a, a luck thing because, um, the marketing director of women's Foot Locker followed me. I don't know how she found my page. I have no idea. Um, but she followed me and she recommended me for a Puma campaign that she was doing. So that was like my first, uh, big like campaign um because I was getting like you know gifted collaborations and stuff mm -hmm. like that um like were you reaching but, out for those or they just reached out to you so most of it was me reaching out to them I had like a little template that I used where I would explain what kind of content I created um why I thought it would work for this brand and what my plan was as far as content went and if I could find an email I would email them mm -hmm. but if not I felt like you know people like to say dms aren't professional but I know a lot of skincare brands that reach out to me it's in the dms and mm -hmm. everything happens in there so I know people like to say don't do that but I don't see anything wrong with it um 
And do you then, think people say that like as a form of gatekeeping a little bit? Like, oh, because they kind of knowing that you're not going to find an email. <laughs> they could be, but that could happen. Another thing that you could do if you feel more comfortable in emails is I would go on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and type in the company name and like influencer specialist or marketing, wh- whoever, you know, handles the influencer. I'll type that in and try to see if their email was up there. Um, Because sometimes you can find it there. Um, And then, like, after that Puma um, content, I did something with Vitruvi. And I reached out to them more as, like, they might send me one so I can post. But they were, like, what's your rate? And I was, like, well, what did did Puma, you know, pay me? Mm -hmm. So I just went with that. And that was, like, my second big one. Um, But I reached out to them. Okay. With that template that I was saying uh, earlier. And you just made it so, in Canva? Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and not everybody I reached out to was like, sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, oh, we'll send this to so-and-so. You never hear anything. Or like, we're not looking for um, new influencers right now. And you just like, you know, it's like, dang. But then you're like, you move on to the next yeah. um, brand. Because I just like to keep a list of at the beginning of the year of brands that I would like to work with. Mm-hmm. And I try to create content with the stuff I already have from them mm-hmm. or like engage with their content, um, follow their um, marketing people. Because um, like Gold, for example, mm-hmm. the, the reason I started working with them is because I followed, I want to say her name is Matreya how you pronounce it I don't think she works for them anymore but she did um and I followed her and like engaged with her content like over a month or so and then she reached out to see if I was interested so it's just about I guess you know getting in where you can fit in like you know have an idea of what brands you'd like to work with helps a lot too definitely this is so insightful and I'm like taking so many mental notes of like (laughs) what I'm gonna do after because I feel like I've been kind of the opposite with content creation like I've just been so focused on like just making the content and then I'm like the brands will come but it's like well that's true they will I would say they will because your content is the kind of content I call it aspirational content I think it's like it gets people excited and inspired like oh I can do that that looks exciting I should try that um and I think that built, helps build a community which is important yeah because I mean you can get as many brand deals as you want but if people aren't engaging with that content they're probably not gonna come back yeah so I don't see anything wrong with how you're doing it that's just what that's just what I did yeah no I, I, I think <laughs> I am wanting to like work in some of like reaching out to brands like being more intentional about like who would I like to partner with and I think I have just a lot of scarcity mindset around a lot of the things and now my channels are actually starting to grow or like my platforms and it's just like okay I can dream a little bit but for a long time just after not seeing any growth and I think it's hard to and I love if you can speak to this as well like being a black creator like it feels like a lot of my content gets suppressed a lot of the times like I'll have a, a TikTok blow up and then literally the rest of them are like sitting at 200 views and I'm like why is no and I have like my followers are not too I have more than 200 followers so I'm just like why Mm -hmm. is it sitting around that those numbers 
Um, and it can get really discouraging after a while. I'd love to know if you've experienced any of that as well. Uh, definitely, because it's like you work hard on your content, you put thought behind it, you post it, and then you get like 10 views. And yeah. Like, but I work really hard on this. And then you see a content creator who isn't Black put something that doesn't seem very like intentional or, you know, yeah. super creative, and they've blown up and it's definitely disheartening and you know people say like don't worry about the numbers but I I don't know if that's the greatest advice because like that's kind of what helps you if your goal is to monetize your social media that's something you need you know to increase your engagement rate and things like that and then like the algorithm I feel like you know, people like don't use it as an excuse, just keep creating your content. Yeah. There's literally studies about how most of the algorithms don't even pick up on certain skin tones. Don't tell me that. I didn't so, like, there's a documentary on, on Netflix about AI and algorithms and how they work, um, just on the internet in general. Mm. Um, and then I also feel like this might be like a reach, but mm -hmm. I also feel like there's certain sounds and hashtags that black content creators may use um, and rely on that I feel like either get shadow banned mm. or because there's not a lot of people using the hashtag, it doesn't grow like it should. Um, I just feel like everything is a little, a little racist yeah <laughs> a little bit you know <laughs> no definitely um, oh my but gosh then at, at the same time I have to acknowledge as a biracial woman who is light-skinned that I feel like that also plays a difference in how I'm seen on the internet as well definitely for sure <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that because mm -hmm. I know it's gonna get very easy to like complain but it's like we definitely do not have it nearly as hard right right I and I wish like there were some, like I saw somebody complaining about something the other day and they had like a million followers and they were only getting like 8,000 views on um, a video and it was like unless they were talking about certain things um, mm. that the algorithm wanted to push and so it's like I don't know it's like how do you please this algorithm and also stay true to yourself and I think maybe that's just going back to what you were saying on like community and like just building your community and just mm -hmm. focusing on them and the other people who come like they come right yeah i wish there was a black internet low-key like <laughs> where we could just nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be great actually okay so, I w wanted to talk to you a little bit about your wellness journey because you were saying okay. you've been getting into wellness and i am a wellness <laughs> girly myself um so i'd love to know like how you came to like want to prioritize your own personal wellness and some personal practices that you like to partake in? So I've, I've always been someone, like I started meditating uh, my freshman year of college. Um, I didn't really have any knowledge around it. I was just like, I'm stressed a lot. Let me try it. Because it was to the point where I was having like frequent anxiety attacks over things that a lot of people may not, you know, see as something big enough to have one over mm -hmm. um so my initial thought was meditation because um I think around that time that was probably like 2014 um that's when like 
pop psychology started it wasn't as popular as it is now but i feel like that's when it started you know coming on the internet um so that's what i started with was meditation but i don't think i really took it seriously until i got into like my second long-term relationship and i just noticed um that a lot of my habits and what i did were very codependent or something would happen and then like I would spiral and like be like you know just talk really bad to myself and it would be like something that you know so so small like I can't even be like this is what happened now like I don't know um but I was like I think I'm gonna start therapy because I don't like feeling like this yeah um and I went to my best friend's mom's therapist Cause that's, you know, I was like, I don't know how to find a therapist. Um, no one in my family is in therapy. Um, but she, I didn't feel like I could connect with her. She was an older white woman and a lot of her advice was very condescending. And I didn't, I don't think it was intentional, but it definitely came off that way. So I stopped for a while and then I found the, um, black girl therapy podcast and I used their directory to find my second therapist. Mm. Um, my boss actually she, found her therapist through them really? as well. Yeah. yeah. And she helped a lot. Like, a lot. As far as just my self-image. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what I was struggling with the most. And I was around 25. So I think, you know, that's like your quarter-life crisis. This is when you feel like, what am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, but she really helped a lot with that and, um, I started feeling better. So I stopped and then like the real wellness stuff started when I broke up with my last, um, boyfriend and I was just not, I was not doing well. (laughs) And I was like, I need to go back to therapy. And then I was like, well, therapy is helping, but I, I'm not doing anything outside of therapy to help myself so I picked back up on meditation I started EFT tapping um exercising regularly um and not even like weightlifting or anything it was more so just like oh I'm gonna go walk or let me try this little at-home workout just stuff or I would like literally just dance in my room (laughs) um but as I started doing that, I was like, I'm, I know I'm not the only person who feels like this or who's going through this. And that's when I started sharing more of that wellness content on my Instagram. Because um, that page, it started as a fitness page. Oh, I And then that. I was like, but then I was like, this doesn't feel good. Because I was trying to change my body to make myself feel better rather than getting to the root. <laughs> you know as Um, one does (laughs) yeah but now my therapist I've been seeing her for I want to say like two and a half years and she's great um yeah so that's that's where I started and I also like started using like CBD products just to help with the anxiety because I had tried um like antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, and it just didn't work for me. I think they can work well for people. Um, But now I recently found out the reason why they didn't work for me is because I was treating what I thought was anxiety um, and depression, but I have PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, as well as ADHD. 
So um, my current therapist, she recommended me to a black psychiatrist, which is great. And now I'm on a treatment plan that's really helped. And like, I don't really feel anxious anymore. Wow. And it's like, it feels really good to be in this place because when you're in all of that, you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to feel good. Yeah. So like, it's just, it's very, I was just telling her the other day, I'm like, I'm really excited to see how much more I progress in life just because I don't have that lingering sadness or anxiousness that was there all the time. I'm getting like emotional <laughs> hearing you say this. I just relate so deeply to what you're saying. I um was on birth control for a really long time and yeah. I just got off of it a few months ago. Listeners of the pod already know my whole story. <laughs> but um I had a women's health and um a, a women's holistic health coach on not too long ago and we talked about PMDD a little bit, but she wasn't like super well versed in it. So I loved if you could just share your personal experience with that yeah so for me about like two weeks before I started my period Mm -hmm. I would feel totally disconnected from everything I wouldn't feel like myself at all like I would just cry like out of nowhere and I don't I would be like but I don't know why like nothing's happened I'm just really sad and I don't feel like I felt really hopeless, like nothing was going good. Even if everything was going going well, as soon as I hit the luteal phase mm-hmm. of my cycle, it went downhill. And I was super anxious, crying. I felt like no one really liked me. Like it was, it's, it's, it was just not great. Um, and PMDD, it's just mood disorders associated with your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, a lot of people don't know what it is. I feel like, like it's when very I, new in the conversation. Yeah, when I took it to my psychiatrist at the time, it was he was a an older white man. He was like, I never even heard of that. Yeah. Um, but he took out the little like diagnosis book, and we went through the assessment. And you have to have, I want to say, it's either five or six or more of the symptoms to. Um, be diagnosed with PMDD and I had all of them oh wow <laughs> yeah um, you know some of the symptoms if you don't mind yeah them? so extreme sadness feelings of hopelessness um physical pains so like cramps migraines um uh agitation unexplained anger um I'm like check check that's check, what, check check that's <laughs> what I can remember right now and the fact that you brought up um birth control so I didn't really notice those symptoms as much until after I had an IUD mm-hmm. and I've always experienced a little bit of PMS but nothing to the extreme of what was happening can I ask um, which one you have that you have time. the copper or the I had Kylina I think okay well, is, is that the copper one or is it the bendy one? no it's a little bendy okay one um but I had it for about two years and then I was like I need to take this out because I didn't at that time I was like I feel all over the place yeah. but then once once I got it taken out that's when those extreme like symptoms started and I was like I don't know if this is normal and I, I was also like you know you can take like the self-assessment thing mm-hmm. on the internet so I was like am I bipolar because this how quick my mood would change I was like I don't know if if that's what it is 
But I later found out, just reading up on PMDD, that a lot of women who actually have PMDD are diagnosed with bipolar because the symptoms are so uh, similar. Mm. And because PMDD is not as um, well-known, it's, like, newer, I think they just classified it as a disability, like, last year. So I, I think people just, you know, assumed well, her symptoms match this, so it's probably mm-hmm. what it is. Um, but yeah, that was my experience with it. I, I, The first form of treatment I did was Zoloft. That didn't do anything. <laughs> um, it wasn't until I got with this current psychiatrist, and she put me on my ADHD uh, medication and vitamin B6, like the highest dose. Mm-hmm. And that those that combination I don't know how it worked but it did and uh, now instead of that two weeks sometimes it's like two days or a day or no symptoms at all I'm so happy for you that is just so so beautiful and I I feel like people are more open to the conversation right now around like getting medicated and like especially I, I just don't hear like that many black people still talking about like what meds they're on that mm-hmm. much um I don't either that's so, everybody. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. so happy that you're sharing, and I like I saw a psychiatrist not too long ago because I was falling into some um, disordered eating things and was mm-hmm. being like, I need an ADHD med, like I can't focus. And she was like, I don't think I'm gonna give you that, but like you have depression, you have anxiety. Like she literally was diagnosing me with everything else other than ADHD. Um, <laughs> and so I, but like even in that conversation, I was like. I was I didn't want to hear that I had any of those things like I just re- kind of refused to believe it and I think there's still like a big stigma around like needing help yeah and I definitely have like a lot of um like for anybody else like hearing you say this I'm like yes like I'm so happy for you but for me it's like I re- don't want myself to like have like to need that kind of help like I'm like yeah I should just be able to like pull up by my bootstraps and be okay and the same the same thoughts <laughs> yeah so my question for you then is how did you get past that and be like I'm just gonna do the things was it just how good you felt when you finally got I, I think what it was as I was like so the most that I would do to like help treat the symptoms when I wasn't on any medication was CBD and that didn't do much as far as like the PMDD symptoms mm-hmm. Um, but it still made, you know, a little difference, but then it got to the point where I was like, you're barely getting by, like you spend like two to three weeks out of a month, most of the time feeling really bad. And you're not the only woman with this or person with this. Um, there's got to be something. So I was just like, I'm going to try again. I was yeah. like, maybe the first guy, he was, you know, he also would tell me I needed to do like intermittent fasting to lose weight because then that would help yeah. <laughs> directly. Um, I haven't gone to the doctor just because like I don't want to hear any like weight stuff. And yeah, it's my biggest pet peeve. And especially I'm type 2 diabetic as well. So like that's the first thing we talk about as soon as I get to the doctor. But, um, so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to try again. And I also think it makes a huge difference when you're able to talk to people, um, in mental health who look like you. Yeah. Um, 
and who really have a passion for it. Because even when I told my psychiatrist about PMDD, she wasn't super versed on it either, but she went and did her research and came back with like all these treatment options. Um, so yeah, I was just like, I'm tired of this. I am going to try again. And so far, I want to say it's been about three or four months. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly recent. Um, and I see a big improvement on just how I just do things regularly. So I'm so happy for you. Did you Thank find you. out about it on TikTok? Because that's where I first heard about it. What, PMDD? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I want to say I just Googled, like, I feel like this every yeah. <laughs> month. What is, And then... I really don't remember because it was so long ago, not so long ago, but like 2016, 2017. Oh, okay. Um, You've been there. Yeah, but I didn't do anything about it for a while. Yeah, it wasn't until like 2019 that I like went and saw somebody about it and he wasn't much help. Well, I'm glad (laughs) that you found somebody that actually is working for you and is like super enthusiastic. That's so special. And you you found that person through um, the Black girl therapy podcast um so my current therapist I did find her on uh the black girl therapy podcast but I found my psychiatrist through her she recommended her to me because she knew I was into like holistic wellness and Nadia who's my psychiatrist she will try that first before putting you on medication but I was like I'm open to medication so we don't we don't have to (laughs) try the holistic stuff and I think, too, that's why the psychiatrist turned me off a little bit, because she was, like, so quick to pre- prescribe me antidepressants, like, after the first meeting of me. And I was just like, you barely know me. So I don't know. I think I was just right. a little bit turned off, like, that she didn't even, like, have any other options to suggest other than, like, putting me on medication immediately. Yeah. No, I get that. Like, can we talk a little bit more or something? Yeah, girl, yeah. I barely know you. And <laughs> she was, like, laughing at me because I was telling her that I moved to California for uh, my seasonal effectiveness disorder. Yeah. And I was, like, but I moved to the Bay. And you can't see right now, but it's, like, so gloomy outside. And I was, like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know about the gloominess here in the Bay. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. And she literally started laughing. And I was, like, girl, I'm not entertaining you. Like, you I think. read the room. Literally. <laughs> that's so cool okay I did also want to ask because I saw you like so do you smoke cannabis as well or just CBD so cannabis like here and there's more of a social thing okay um I'm a big CBD girl so like um if anything I really like delta 8 um which is like the THC CBD Mm -hmm. hybrid it's like really small amounts of THC though um but yeah, it's more of a social thing. Okay. But anytime somebody reaches out, like a CBD brand reaches out, I'm like, yes, I will try. Yeah, because I love the post that you just posted. It's like you smoking, but it was um, it was herbs or it was like yeah, flowers. yeah, those were um herbal cigarettes. Um, they didn't have no tobacco, CBD, THC, anything, but like the herbs that were in there. And I really like those. And that brand, um, Self Ceremony, I think they also sell their rolling papers and blends. So if you are a cannabis smoker or whatever you smoke, you can, you know, make your own. So nice. I thought that's pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, there's so many um, brands popping up, like whether it's like CBD or herbs. I'm like, 
it's just really cool to see. And I'm, I'm especially excited for like black women and people of color, like entering that space even more. Um, Same. And I, I love that people can just like smoke online and like be able to show up like that. Like I do, I feel like sometimes that content can get suppressed, but um, yeah, sometimes it doesn't and it's good. I like to see when it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And you touched a little bit on like fitness. Are you into like fitness still or? Yeah, I am. So, um, because, so because of my diabetes, um, you know, lifestyle is a big part of maintaining your numbers Mm -hmm. and for a long time I think it was a little bit in denial of the diagnosis I was like I'm young I can't have this but like my mom and my grandmother both have it so there's like the genetics part lifestyle stress is a huge factor gut health is a huge factor but the doctors focus most on lifestyle so I was like what can I do where I don't feel like I'm depriving myself or like you know eating too little, working out too much. Um, because there was a point where this is like a self-diagnosis where I felt like I was orthorexic because uh, during college, like the summer of my going into my sophomore year of college, I lost 50 pounds in two months. Oh, wow. And no one was like, hey, girl, uh, what's what's going on? No, they were like, like, girl, what did you do? Let me know. <laughs> Everyone was like, wow, amazing. And I actually think that weight cycling, because of course I gained it right back as soon as I went to school, um, that weight cycling, I think, also contributed to the type 2 diabetes. But so now I was like, how can I approach it with like a better mindset? And I was like, walking. I like walking. Like, that's the easiest form of exercise for me. So what I do now is where I work is really a nice area to walk. So I take a mile walk every day. Um, that I'm in the office, and when I'm not, I just use my little stepper that I got from Amazon, <laughs> um, or I do grow with Joe workouts. Um, if I do weightlifting, it's like two times a week, once a week, but most of it's like low intensity um, things, just because I saw a lot of the women with PCOS on TikTok talking about how low intensity um exercise really help them out Mm -hmm. and a lot of people with pcos also have insulin resistance and that's what type 2 diabetes is Mm -hmm. um so i was like i'm gonna try it and my it's been a month and um my numbers like my blood sugar that i take every day is in the normal range so i'm really excited about that because it's been like four or five years since i've been diagnosed so I'm so like, for you. I'm like, I see, I could see like remission maybe down the line. Cause yeah. a lot of people are like, you know, you can't go into remission with diabetes, but it's possible. There's so many people who have. Yeah. I was, I've seen so many people do it like on either through diet or like exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on the, what the health documentary, like they show a lot of people um, yeah. going into remission. But I, I relate to you so much on, like, the orthorexia tip. Like, I was vegan for a long time, and, like, went my weight went up and down. And I, I, I was definitely vegan for the animals, but it was definitely, like, yeah. trying to be snatched. Like, I heard Janae Aiko was vegan, and I was like, <laughs> baby, I'm about to be vegan, too. Like, I'm trying to. <laughs> and I'm still working on, like, my issues around body image. Like, it's, I don't, I feel like it's kind of, like, an everyday thing. Like, some days I'm, like, in a really good Me place. Too. And other days I am not the holidays have been a really big trigger for me um yeah because especially like being away from home and 
because of how much I work out and like people see me working out and I feel like people are kind of like expecting a transformation kind of thing and it's like this is for the mental health babes like I'm right. sorry like I especially low intensity like Pilates is been my main workout and it's intense but it's definitely considered low intensity <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and it just feels so good and I feel like I've I've noticed much more like I, I feel like I'm able to get stronger with that versus like when I was like doing super heavy weights like I wasn't mm-hmm. noticing myself actually get stronger in my body like I wasn't able to hold a plank for super long or anything like that um and I don't feel like I can do something every day like versus being sore mm-hmm. Like I was, I would be so sore. And then I just, if I'm sore, I'm not working out like for a week. Right. No, same. <laughs> and I don't know if I have PCOS, but I do feel like I have a lot of the symptoms and I'll probably if I eventually go to the doctor, that's what I'll ask them about. Just with like eating and stuff. I'm like, do I have insulin? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I have. Yeah. Been, it's been hard. And I, I think birth control too, just throws everything out of whack. Birth like, control is <laughs> like, I understand why it exists, but it's, it's literally the work. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any good experiences with any of the ones that I was on. Um, but yeah, I definitely relate to, I still struggle with my body image hard. And I, I feel like I've always, even when I lost weight the first time, I've always been like that. Um, but I think right now, I just... The internet, if you're on it all the time, it starts, you know, getting in your brain. And, you know, the fact that everyone has a BBL and a flat stomach and even like the plus size people on the internet, they are still curvy. I'm apple shaped. And I'm like, no one, I don't see anyone like me. So there must be something wrong. Even though I know that's not true. It's just not people aren't on people probably who are also apple shaped may feel the same way that I feel sometimes and they're like I'm not gonna post myself on the internet yeah um so that's why I try to because I'm like even though I don't see it it's out there yeah they're just not on the internet no definitely Um, I don't know what my body type is but I've been getting a lot of hate comments on YouTube specifically (laughs) and I'm like y'all really don't want plus size fat people like to post themselves like it is actually wild weird and I know it's because those people who are like that I just assume they don't like themselves yeah and when they see someone who they think shouldn't like themselves either because of the size of their body enjoying themselves they're like how dare you literally instead of doing some inner work and being like why don't I like myself why does it matter if this person is big what's it to you like you know what's that gonna do to you nothing I do not understand it I ended up just going back and forth with this one person because I was like they say the comments are good for the engagement so let me just go back yeah (laughs) and sometimes you have to yeah he literally responded with like how much working out he does in a day like how much weight he lost and I was just like good for you babe like x x fat people yeah they hate it they're they're like I lost weight for myself like you need to do it too like I don't know if you know Stella Williams Mm -mm. she's a plus size content creator but she has an apple shape too and it's like super pronounced like there's no questioning like what her body type is and she had posted a video of herself in these pants that like really accentuated her stomach oh I saw that I love those they were like green Yes. yes, I thought I she looked that. so cute. Those pants? And like, people were like, you don't actually wear this stuff outside. 
And and I commented, I'm like, what does it matter if she's wearing it in the house or outside? Because it's on yeah. the internet for thousands of people to see. And someone was like, well, she might be influencing bigger girls to wear unflattering stuff. First of all, let's forget about like flattering and unflattering. If you want to wear it and, and Stella inspired you to do that and you feel good, then you do that. You don't worry about what other people are going to say because whether you're tall, short, fat, skinny, people going to find something to talk about if they want to talk about you. Yeah, definitely. They will. So, but I was like, uh, it don't matter. I was like in the comments like you yeah. were saying because I was like, I don't. Y'all are not saying this to any other fashion creators who are plus size i haven't seen that comment ever until i was on her page and the pants sold out so i'm like y'all were clearly influenced <laughs> right because they were cute they were so cute and she looked so good in them no i definitely saw that video oh, yeah i love those pants i wish they weren't sold out that's i, I literally <laughs> went to go look because i wanted them. they were really cute uh <laughs> I, I like I've just been getting some baby hate I'm like I couldn't imagine getting like so many people just commenting so much hate yeah that's what I think about too like you know because sometimes I'm like my account should have grown more like you know in the past three years because I started in 2020 but then I'm like could you handle that many people having access to you and the answer is no yeah I like I like where I'm at um and not having to worry about people you know hate following me or it's it's like it's it gives a little bit uh more sense of calm when I am creating content because I I'm not as worried about if I would have like thousands and thousands of followers I gotta make everyone happy yeah if that makes sense no that makes so much sense yeah I I don't know if you like the Kardashians or hate them but Chloe, she always says I that don't she, I don't really think about them. Yeah. <laughs> much, yeah. I I I can be a, a Kardashian's apologist from time to time. But <laughs> no, I think they're so so very smart and beautiful, but yeah. Other than that, you're like <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they definitely don't need more people thinking about them. Um especially <laughs> not more people of color. But um right. they I always think about what Chloe says when she's like she posts and ghosts. And I'm like, as much as I would love to, like, look at the comments on a lot of things, because, like, I don't know if you're on YouTube shorts, if you're really trying to, like, grow, like, on YouTube, I would say, like, start posting um, a lot of your reels on shorts. But right. uh, I, I just, I get so many hate comments on there. And I'm just like, I cannot look at them, like, any, any anymore. Like, it's, like, crazy. Like, on TikTok, people are nice. On Instagram, people are nice. But on YouTube, it's just, like, they hate people. They just are so rude. YouTube is so weird. Like, I had this one video go viral. And it was just on YouTube when I was posting on there. And it mm -hmm. was just a, a video about I had an Ashley piercing. Um, and it was just a video about that piercing. A lot of people didn't have it at the time. So it was new, mm -hmm. and like people were just commenting like dumb stuff. Like, why would you get that? That is so ugly. It was cute, <laughs> and it was like that's not gonna look good when your lip goes down. And I'm like, I have I have a full bottom lip. I don't gotta worry about that. Right. <laughs> but we have different. Problems. And I would I would just delete them because I was just like these people are weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It's weird energy. Like you don't got nothing else to do. Nothing. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> Like, get some business, and then you won't be in mine. Like, it's just, it's, it's so annoying. I'm trying to not let it affect me too much, especially, like. No, it's hard. Yeah. 
So it I get why you're like, I'm not looking at it. I, I literally can't. But I like I, the main comment they say now is like, you're fat. And I'm like, wait, that's all you have to say? Like, right. But I'm, like, just, okay. I'm cute. I'm like, that is right. not a like, diss. That is just a descriptor. Yeah. Like, they act like people don't see themselves. Exactly. I'm like, I have a Virgo placement. <laughs> anything, that, <Exactly. laughs> anything that you say, think you're going to say bad about me, like, believe me, I've already said it to myself and worse. Exactly. That's the thing. So, yeah. The internet is a strange place when you really think about it. Yeah. But to anybody who is, like, even after hearing all that, still wanting to, like, become <laughs> a content creator, do you have any tips for them? Um, I would say... Now, you know, like, since video content is super, super popular and what's pushed on most platforms, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, when I started Instagram, people were like, your feed has to be aesthetic, you have to have a certain look, you have to be done up, you have to learn to talk to the camera. But there's so, like, many options with video. You can literally just stand there and put text on a screen. So, um... I would say, like, just focus on what it is that you want to post, what you want to share with people, and don't worry about what it looks like. Just just post it, because somebody's going to resonate with it, even if it's five people. Um, yeah. Honestly, it's just, like, put yourself out there. Don't overthink your content, because that's when you don't post. That's At least that's when I don't post. I'm like, I don't think this is good enough. Yeah. And it's like, just post it. Because no, it's is for always you. better than perfect. Yeah, like your content is for you, but it's also for other people. And you don't know who you're reaching when you're posting, especially like if you're like a wellness and lifestyle account. Um, I feel like a lot of people are really into those types of accounts, um, especially when you're living like just like a normal everyday life (laughs) people just like to see that now because everything's been so curated and put together it's like I think when COVID happened people were like so this is not real Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I need to see something that reflects who I am um or something I can relate to so I think that's what kind of content people are looking for like authentic content that can be pretty like you know I'm not saying completely forget about how it looks but that's not the first thing that I think people are paying attention to because TikTok is the perfect perfect example like the the um chicken salad lady oh my she was just being herself she was just being herself and now everybody is using her sound I say it every day. So, I literally. I'm just like, so. The that's what I would say. <laughs> so that's what I would say. I'm like, do, honestly, just do what you want to do. And that's my advice for life. Because you don't want to look back and be like, oh, I wish I did that, but I was too scared. I like to say, like, if you see somebody doing something that you wish you could do, it's not that that person had anything that you didn't. It's just that they just they felt scared or fear or maybe they didn't but like most people do feel some kind of nervousness or anxiety when trying something new they still did it anyway that's usually the only difference so yeah that's that's what I would say that's beautiful advice I definitely needed to hear that because I was definitely feeling discouraged earlier today I'm glad (laughs) okay and I like to ask all my guests what is something that you're fostering currently hmm 
Okay, so something I'm working on, and you can probably relate to this, you know, we're talking about our Virgo placements. Um, you decide you want to work on something about yourself, whether it's like a habit or something like a, a mental wellness habit or something like that. So you'll start working on it, and then you'll notice something else you don't really like. Uh, so you add that to like a mental list, and that list just grows and grows. Um, and I was talking to my therapist about that, and she was like, when you do that, you're telling yourself you're not inherently worthy, that in order for you to um, feel like you love yourself or accepting of yourself, uh, you can't do that until you cross everything off. And then you're also setting yourself up for failure because perfection doesn't exist. It's unattainable. So something I've been trying to foster is just more, is, I guess, slow, like going slower, because I'm like, I don't always have to be working on something or improving something about myself. It's okay just to be who I am. Um, and like, it's, I, because I feel like a lot of the times I'm worried about how I'm perceived by people. And because of that, that's how you become a people pleaser. And then you you forget who you are. You lose connection to who you are, what you can do, what you know. You question everything you're doing. And that was really taking me out. I was like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah. Uh, so I've been trying, like, right now, my thing that I'm focusing on is going slower. So I know I want to improve how I talk to myself. So that's literally the only thing I'm working on. And I'm like, for the next month, that's it. So it's like having like many contracts with myself. And it's not like I'm like, you know, brushing everything off, but it's not so much at the forefront of my head where I'm stressing myself out because I'm like, you're not where you need to be. Especially because I'm 27. Um, I feel like I'm not in the same place as people my age. You know, comparison will get you. Um just and it's really like I have a great job like I have great friends but you know like seeing people getting married seeing people have their own homes and like I still live with my parents and for a lot long time I felt shame around that and now I'm like there's nothing wrong with that like Not a damn thing it doesn't it don't change anything about who you are mm -mm. and you and again you don't need to always be doing something literally just just and I feel like when you feel like you always need to be doing something that's also you distracting yourself from what you actually need to focus on so yeah that's what I'm, I'm working on just being nice to myself slowing down that literally yeah. made me emotional <laughs> and I, oh. I am a cancer so I, okay and my period is starting in a few days so I just oh. got a notification from my apple watch because I'm like <laughs> why am I on the verge of tears but oh. um I really feel like I just needed to hear that because I struggle so much with like worthiness and rest and I'm like if anybody needs rest it is women of color it is black yes. women but and I did a whole podcast on that I literally did a whole podcast on that and I still am like it's a lesson yeah. that I need to come back to it takes practice yeah like anything practice. else I never thought about that though like the, the things I check off like that is inherent to my sense of worthiness yeah, I'm going to have to listen to this again. <laughs> Probably just put it on repeat. Oh. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and coming on today and spending your evening with us. Really enjoyed talking to you. 
So thank you for having me. It was really, it was really fun. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like, nobody's going to support you like that person you met over the internet. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I think of you like that. It's so true though. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I hope we get to meet in person one day. If you're I ever in the so Bay too. or California. I hope so too. I want to, I want to, I did not like LA. I will never go back to LA, but um, I do definitely want to visit the Bay. So. I think you like the Bay a lot. It's really fun here. Yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> I also may be in, D- I have a friend who I met here. She's moving to D.C. I don't know how far D.C. Okay. is from Virginia. It's like a, where I'm at, it's like a three-hour drive. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's not too bad. So yeah. if I'm in D.C., I'll let you know. Or if I'm in that area. Okay. <laughs> is there anything you want to plug? Um, Not really. I okay. Mean, you can follow me on Instagram if you want. Yeah, Tatiana, be well. But yeah, this is so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, I'm gonna sign off now. Bye, y'all. Bye.